everybody. Tom Lydon with you. I'm joined today by Marie Adams, who is the owner of Bubbling Brook. And this is a very unique setting for me because there's nobody here, which is very odd. It's a little bit after 10 o'clock in the morning, and the rush has not begun. But this is just such a crazy time of year for you and such a seasonal business, which is changing each and every day. First of all, it's great to see you. Thank you. Good to see um, you. And I love always seeing you when I come to get ice cream and the friendly faces through the windows, which are working so hard. And number one, I always like to thank my sponsors for their support of Westwood Living. And you were one of our charter sponsors, so that is not lost on me. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. We're glad to Um, do it. And we, as a family, lived so close to Bubbling Brook from the outset. I think this was the first place we actually sat down and had a meal. Oh, really? It is. Yeah, we came in here, which, of course, we're going to get to the concept of food not being a part of the offerings here in 2023 and how we got there. But mm-hmm. let's talk more specifically about how this business started. It's been mm-hmm. in your blood since the beginning when you think about your parents mm-hmm. who have been a part of this mm-hmm. and even more. I mean, right. I did a story when I was with Boston 25 mm-hmm. about Bubbling Brook and yep. learned a little bit, but right. this is another opportunity to learn more mm-hmm. about how it started where you came from. So mm-hmm. take us back in time and how this has been a part of your life for so long. Um, ice cream has been a part of my life since I was four. So um, we grew up in West Virginia and we had um, Baskin Robbins stores. We um, managed, owned two and managed a third of my family. And um, so we grew up going to the stores and working the cash registers. You know, I stood on a milk crate and worked the cash register was as soon as I could <laughs> to um, to help my parents. And that was where we went after school. And um, then my mom was from up here. So we had the opportunity to move back up here in 88 when the previous owner was leasing it to my mother's cousin. And he was looking for a partner and he knew my family was in the ice cream business. And my family wanted to move here closer to... Um, family so we moved up here we leased it from 1988 to 91 and um, then we were out of it for a little bit the previous owner wanted to have his family more involved in it in case they wanted to have the opportunity to run it as well then 2003 um, my parents purchased the business then and so we've been here for since then I uh, worked at Meditech in Westwood for nine years before joining them in 2005. So I've been here almost 20 years myself with them. So your dad is Ed. What's your Ed, mom's name again? Gloria. And still here. Still here. You know, you can, Every sh- day. You can pop yeah. in here and, and get an ice cream cone from Ed, and mm-hmm. there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. What's it like working with family? How have you... I guess you don't know any different. I you don't just know any different. <laughs> I don't but know you got to have a good dynamic. You do, and, you know, and it's your family, and you might have disagreements, of course, but... At the end of the day, it's your parents, you know, you love them more than anything and and you're not going to see eye to eye on everything, but you're going to talk it through and work it through just like you would with anyone and um, you figure it out. I referenced it seasonal, but that's changing a little bit because what I loved from 22 to 23 is all of a sudden in November and December, I saw on your Instagram feed, hey, if you want to get a pie for Thanksgiving, we can do that this year. I was like, wow, that's great. Where did that idea come from and how successful was that? Um, it was great. You know, we started doing the pies last year. You know, we've always done ice cream pies, but they weren't um, as we didn't really have the freezer space when we had um, after COVID having to purchase more freezers for inside for um, so many items ready to go versus, you know, being hand scooped and people waiting in line. So we had to f- purchase the freezers and we said, let's start to get some more items 
for people to just stop by and pick up. They need an ice cream cake. They need a happy anniversary pie, something like that. They can just stop by and pick it up. So we started doing them. And then um, last year we started making them and we pumpkin Oreo everyone waits for in the fall. And I should say in August when we start, when we start serving it and we made a few pumpkin Oreo pies and one woman bought four and she was so excited. She's like, I'm saving these for Thanksgiving. And, you know, the thought occurred to me, why don't we do some pies and sell them for Thanksgiving and Christmas? And uh, we weren't able to do it for Thanksgiving, but we were hoping to do it this year. So we started doing it for Christmas. Yeah, and, I got a peppermint. Um, so you got know. a peppermint. <laughs> the peppermint was the biggest hit. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Peppermint is one of those ice creams. It's not a big, it's delicious, but it's not a big mover on a day-to-day basis but for the holidays it's you think of peppermint and it's such a a fun delicious Christmassy treat that we're actually going to do a um, little surprise in July with the peppermint pies as well oh right on count me in well I'm sure I'm not alone that I've got my favorite I've got my go-to's you know I've always been a black raspberry chip guy but I'm, I'm morphing a bit I'm now doing the double I'm doing the peppermint on top of chocolate which is phenomenal delicious combination yeah it really is good Mm -hmm. The essence of the business, while we talked about the pies, is the day-to-day scoop and serve Mm -hmm. with the line out Mm -hmm. the door that I think becomes almost a social gathering. You know, you show up here at Bubbling Brook and you see friends. Mm -hmm. And many times it's just impromptu. It's kind of you finish with a softball game or a baseball game, no matter where you are, whether it's Walpole, Medfield, Dover, Westwood, Mm -hmm. wherever. If you're within shouting distance, it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, let's go to Bubbling Brook and let's go get our team uh, a scoop of ice cream. That's got to be rewarding to know that you are a staple in the community that people view as a go-to. It's an experience. It is. It is. And we, we appreciate that. You know, we try to create a welcoming environment for everyone, you know, those picnic tables, we wouldn't have survived COVID if we didn't have that nice outdoor area with 30 tables for people. And um, we do our best to keep it clean and welcoming and nice and enjoyable, clean environment for everyone to come to because you don't want to come to a place that's not looking its best. <laughs> it doesn't make it as, as an enjoyable experience for you you know we try to do our best with changing our offerings so people can come in and gather around and uh, see and be seen as soon as people come home the kids come home from college it's a gathering place everyone likes to meet here and see their friends that they haven't seen so it's it's nice to see all of those gatherings here whenever possible it certainly is a place for social gatherings but big decision made by your family this off season Mm -hmm. in that you were going to shift the focus solely to ice cream correct and it's a learning process yes and we don't know if this is is permanent or not permanent but you've got to go through a season and see how it works but how did we get to this point how did you make that decision because you're the one who had to sit with it make it and deal with all the feedback that you got positive and negative right of course it was certainly not an easy decision for us we had three members of our kitchen staff that have been here 20 years two of them are brothers and um you know it's hard we only have three people and it's a busy kitchen and we've had numerous additional staff over the years and it's intense you know when it's busy it's very intense it's hard to find those extra kitchen helpers to fill in for other you know shorter shifts and things like that so those guys worked close to 80 hours a week Mm. every week and if you wanted additional time off it was it was hard to do so they have young families now as well as i do and they just decided they wanted something with different schedule more year-round work a little bit less nights and weekends because it's every weekend, it's mm-hmm. every night. They decided to shift to find different positions um, for more year-round work. So we looked at it and said, well, maybe it's time for all of us to make that change too. So my husband being the third member of the kitchen, he's now home. We have two boys that are um, three and four. 
so we've had wonderful nannies in the past, but now they get to have one of their parents home with them, which is so wonderful. And, you know, my parents are both um, one in their 80s, one close to it. It's just sometimes we just need to take a step back and take time for your family and put your family first and say what's best for the young ones in your lives, the older ones in your lives. What do we need to do? And kind of shifting away from the food enables us to everyone, you know, my husband to be home, my mom is home, my dad is here most mornings and then comes back sometimes in the evenings but it's just enabling our family to um, have a little bit more focused time on with themselves you should not be faulted for that your number one obligation (laughs) all of our top obligations to our family so get through this season yeah see how it goes right you got to figure out how does business do you're operating a business it's a relatively small business you're very successful but it's still this one location Mm -hmm. so i think that there's uh a lot of understanding in this community and you still provide which i think is the most important thing great ice cream and the social experience yeah so from my perspective that's my feedback thank you tom thank you <laughs> appreciate I know that, that we all get sucked <laughs> into sometimes the vortex of feedback that you hear on social media or it's something hard. that you it's see on a facebook on, yeah, page or people who hard, fire yeah. away on the instagram mm-hmm. page and a lot of that's anonymous right and people don't have the um ability no no one has come to my face and <laughs> said any of those things but over social media they love to just um, rip you apart and and say not nice things and say you're not going to succeed you're not going to you know I see this is the end of the end you know people were just awful and I just had to stop reading them because who's going to come up and say that to me right here face to face no one so I just said you know what it's not worth reading if they want to come tell me this is the end of the business fine come tell me but I'm here every day and mm-hmm. thank god we're here we're paying our bills, we're paying our staff, we're still a member of the community, and we don't have any plans to, to go anywhere. What, what I love is even in the couple of minutes since we've begun talking, you can start seeing the, the buzz. It, the buzz. <laughs> it's growing. You know, People are reporting to work and getting ready for the rush. So cl- weather dependent, yes. right? Obviously, yep. if it's pouring down rain, you're not going to have a line out the right. door. But uh, generally speaking, what's the perfect conditions for success here at Bubbling Brook? Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Sunshine, kids not in school, you know, the weekend and, uh, you know, the summers are definitely different here come July and August, you know, Sundays might still be, have some traffic, but Saturdays are different because so many people around the community just have summer homes that they go to their summer homes. And um, so you definitely see a little bit of dip because there's not as many sports activities and family activities. So, but the ideal conditions are a sunny day and the afternoon, you know, anywhere from 6 to 8.30 is our biggest rush or a Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon. Most of the time I ask people, where do you see yourself in five years? Mm -hmm. I almost think it's not fair to ask you that because you're right in the middle of a very deep learning process right now. before COVID, none of of this would have happened. Mm. You know, it's just funny how it just changed so much of our business. Even after, you know, the first year of COVID, we shut down the dining room and shifted to just outside food and we lost, we had a lot of older long-term waitresses inside and they didn't come back, you know, they were done. So they didn't return and it was hard to, we said, well, you know, we're just gonna leave it as takeout and mm-hmm. it's doing great, we're gonna leave it like that and then things change again. So you just kind of roll with it and you have to say, okay, now now what? Now what do we shift to? Every week we shift the flavors of our soft serves to make new varieties for everyone, vegan options, you know, always have something non-dairy. For people so it's I feel like every day you're learning something new and every day you're 
seeing what else you can add to your menu to make it a better option for people and exciting option. So, oh, let's go there. They have this or I, my son can have this flavor. I want to take him there for ice cream. So it's um, always a learning process for me. You have shown the ability to evolve while still remaining a staple in the community. Thank you. So take that as a major compliment. <laughs> and uh, everybody know that Bubbling Brook is open six days a week, Tuesday to Sunday. Marie only gets Mondays off, and that's not really <laughs> a day off, particularly during the season. So pop on by. You know where Bubbling Brook is right here on High Street, right before the border into Walpole, that little stretch on 109 that goes Westwood, Walpole, Dover, Medfield in about 90 seconds. This is the last major landmark in Westwood right along Route 109. But thanks for your support. Thank you. Good luck as always moving forward and I can't wait to continue our relationship. So that's Marie Adams from Bubbling Brook. As always, if you've got somebody else who you'd like for me to sit down and chat with, feel free to reach out. T. Leiden at bestversionmedia.com. It's that simple because I love telling stories and uh, shining a light on people who do amazing things. And Marie Adams and her family certainly qualifies in that category. So Thanks again. Thanks, Tom. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks to everybody else for listening here on the Westwood Living Podcast Network.